Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Rich Yellman here live on Southern Sports Central. We're going to get this thing up and running here. I promise you that here at 6 o'clock. That means it's time for an all-new Southern Sports Central two-hour style on January the 16th. Boy, it feels like spring, but by the weekend, they're calling for cooler weathers, below-average temperatures rolling through the Carolinas, snow possibly all the way up into Charlotte. Not sure what that means here. I mean, I always tell people. Matter of fact, I had this conversation earlier today i said where else can you live within three hours of having three different seasons you wake up it feels a little bit between fall and winter by about noon you're getting into the spring and about two o'clock man summertime is all but here and then of course all that changes uh, a little bit as uh, the afternoon gets here and of course uh, the sun starts to set and we start to kind of get into it now yesterday will you did a great job i took the first hour away as uh, i did go out for a, a little uh uh, enjoyable dinner for my birthday. I, I hope you certainly enjoyed it. I, I did. It was nice That's to get good. out and, and, and kind of get out and about. And, and uh, the company uh, was always entertaining. And, of course, uh, just a good time to get out. Sometimes you got to step away. And the good thing is when you got somebody that can step in and do as good a job as you, heck, he might have done a better job than me. I don't know. But what I do know is that it's nice to have a guy that I can count on to show up, to show out, do the things that he did in hour number one. Of course, hour two, you and I joined in here. We talked about, you know, Mr. Cookley, who is now uh, stepped down. We'll talk a little bit more about that here today. And, of course, uh, what does that mean for athletics? Is it a lesser or more situation now when it comes to these athletes? Because here's the thing, the long-term reality here is that they're probably not going to see 15-year athletes anymore. You're probably going to see eight years, nine years tops. And that is at both sides. We'll talk about that today. Also going to jump in. Uh, at 7.15, we moved, excuse me, 6.15 with Matt Sims. He's over there in the bayou still celebrating uh, Louisiana uh, style of uh, the LSU National Championship. But it's got a dark cloud hanging over it uh, after a uh, a very rough situation. And I, and I hate this for the guys over, of course, at, um, in Louisiana, over at LSU. Yeah, those bayou Bengals. Not good. Because here's Odell Beckham Jr., who continues to bring – bad news it, it, it just follows the guy everywhere he goes and here's the thing first it was the money 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 deal which at first word on the street was is it fake money well joe burrow says it was not and then all of a sudden inside the locker room as these guys are celebrating and i still don't understand why why they had security officers from from the facility inside the locker room checking bottles and doing things i've never heard of that before it's never been reported, but as one of the cops were bent over, and this was a security guard, all of a sudden, here comes Odell Bell uh, Jr., Beckham Jr., slapping him on the butt. I don't even think he said good game, but what do you think he did say? Uh, the, the officer said, uh, 
wait right there. You you saw the video, and, right. and we and we're gonna of course get into this more with uh, Matt Sims and our guest at uh, at seven o'clock. Uh, uh, he's another one of the uh, contributors there for the LSU Tigers, and right. uh, very close to the situation, to the story, closer than we are, uh, both physically and uh, following it along as as uh, reports happen. But uh, yeah, there there's been a small um, warrant out for um, OBJ's arrest, as a matter of oh, fact, yeah. and it was filed uh, from uh, that complaint filed officer in in the incident but um i i tell you what i think happened and you know the new law that's just been passed that uh anybody who is under the age of of 21 can't uh purchase or consume uh tobacco products right one of the things is uh um or, or alcohol for that matter and so one of the things is he was probably enforcing that for for whatever reason i don't know in the locker room exactly that, and, that's and, my and, thing yeah and and i and i'm not sure why like that was even and he's not even a cop he, he's a security guard He's yeah. like he's like the mall cop. He's like Paul Blart. Paul Blart. You know, I mean, whether you yeah. do it in the locker room, it's kind of creepy, yeah. bro. And, and and of course we're going to get into all of that yeah. too, uh, and the speculation because you know there there are multiple sides to to this story, and, right. and the video is very telling also of uh, Odell Beckham's uh, conduct and the way exactly. that uh, the way that in in the situation, um, how he depicted himself, how he is depicted, how he depicted himself. The video really right. is, uh, is is pretty. If if in the court of public opinion and, and the the opinion that I have certainly opinion that other people have to, right. to be in a situation and really really and truly the entire week since Monday since the win LSU it, it's been it, that's been the reason right. that uh, this perfect probably by any history and how appropriate for it to be on hundred and anniversary of LSU in regards to the name Odell Beckham Jr. Anything that you hear about him now, it's not about his stats on the field. It's not about his performance on the field. And this adds to the list. But, it, but this is not new. We'll get into that with Ash Sims here at 17 here as we all go to break here in just a few. But a couple of things. Today's that conversation with Odell Beckham Jr. and what's happened over there in the aftermath of this national championship run and win for that of the LSU Tigers. Of course, we're also going to get into the kind of beating the uh, what, what is the, uh, the the what do they call them? The they're beating the ranked teams. They're beating the uh, one of the prestigious teams. What's that one blue? It's a it's a blue blood of basketball. The blue blood That's what of I was thinking, right? You're absolutely right. You know, Clemson beat North Carolina. That was huge on Saturday night. Then turned around our Friday night. And then on, Friday night. And then, then a couple Monday. of nights ago, they beat Duke. And then here or goes Tuesday South Carolina. Night. Right. Now the Gamecocks last night in a buzzer beater, after losing basically the entire game, finds a way to get one done. And next thing you know, they're celebrating.
the one thing be him, uh, they are going to uh, all of a sudden become uh, Bulls fans there, the green and gold um, that is down there. But something that I do you know, want to mention is there's changes that's happening at Clemson. It, that is something that is not really mentioned year after year, talking about the changes in, in the coaching staff and all of this. And there was, uh, um, and it was uh, really, really talked about. And it's Um, whenever Jeff Scott, he was announced as a uh, UCF head coach, or, or uh, yeah, USF head coach. Um, Clemson linebacker Isaiah Simmons, he was sitting in, in a Charlotte ballroom. He was with four fellow uh, defensive superstars for other schools, and he mentioned how this was the first time that the Tigers had lost an assistant coach since his freshman year in 2016. And sitting next to um, Isaiah Simmons, it was uh, J.R. Reed. Uh, his jaw dropped, and as they chatted ahead of that night's um, uh, Bronco Nagasari Award Banquet, um, you know, Reed is Georgia's redshirt senior safety. He initially didn't believe um, Isaiah Simmons, but during that same three-year stretch, uh, Reed had seen seven Bulldogs assistants leave Athens, and an eighth, Scott Fountain, he left for Arkansas just this month. Uh, and so, you know, one month, two playoff games, and a failed title defense later, that conversation serves as a keyhole through which to view the relatively big changes coming Clemson's way uh, now that the 2019 season is officially in the rearview mirror. So this is, this is to be mentioned. Scott is off to Tampa. That's where he will try to awaken this uh, sleeping giant group of five uh, team that is the Bulls. Um, Brandon Streeter, he has been elevated from quarterback's coach to passing game coordinator alongside co-offensive coordinator and running, back, running backs coach Tony Elliott. Um, defensive line coach Todd Bates, he is going to take over Streeter's uh, previous duties as recruiting coordinator. And Tyler Grisham, who had served as a Clemson analyst, he will take over Scott's uh, receivers coach's duties. So it's, it's a massive change right? because it's a co-offensive coordinator that is leaving. But it is something worth mentioning that it's, it's almost going to be picking up right where they left off. Yeah, because they've, they've, they've kind of promoted here, uh, you know, when you look at it within, right? And, and, and I don't think you can give uh, – Tony Elliott probably doesn't have the co anymore. I think it's basically his, his team there is his offensive uh, coordinating job alone now. So he gets to do that singly, which I, I'm going to be honest with you. That doesn't always work when you have two different offensive coordinators. But these two guys made it work. And I believe everything that, that honestly, the Dabo had touched, whether it be a coach or player or a system, it seemed to work up there. Uh, at Clemson now, I get it. Everybody can say what they want to there. But when you win that many games and you go 742 days without losing 29 games in a row, two national championships out of four years, making that game every year but once in the last four years, that speaks volume. They're not going to skip many beats. There are a lot of guys that, that are coming back. I do know number five there, uh, Higgins, is, is is that right? I think Higgins is Higgins uh, declared is, for Yeah, he's NFL. gone. Yeah, he's gone. But you got a bunch of other guys who are coming back. There's a lot of unfinished business here. One guy's coming back for his fifth season. I saw that today kind of breaking loose. So we're going to get into a lot of that. I don't want to kind of, you know, we can have a whole segment about that as well. Yeah. Also, we'll get into uh, with, of course, uh, our guest coming up, Matt Sims, about uh, talking about coaches' changes. They're doing that over at LSU as well as the defensive coordinator. Looks like he's going to be heading out there. Dave uh, Aranda looks like he's heading to Baylor. Yeah. So that's so, all but so a done deal. Yeah, so LSU's out an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator, which – With the offensive guy, it's kind of a – he plays a different role because I think there's two guys basically kind of like what you saw at Clemson, very similar. You saw that LSU uh, where there's one guy that made one call, and they, there was a special name for this guy that's leaving to go to, to Charlotte. Yeah, I, I, I the name escaped I, I, me. I think, I think so. I may be wrong, but we'll, we'll get into that here. Right. Let's, uh, let's take that break now because we do need to come back to break – and uh, we'll bring in Matt Sims. He's going to join us live from the Bayou down there in Louisiana. They're still celebrating. They got Mardi Gras coming, but they're still hanging loose and hanging out as uh, the 2019 champions, LSU Tigers. We'll be right back. This is Southern Sports Central Live right here on southernsportscentral.com. Woke up feeling like a new James Dean. I comb my hair like an old school scene. I'm feeling high late night. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Live here in the, of course, Gurren's Pharmacy Studios. I'm Rich Yellen alongside uh, Will Porter, pushing the buttons, answering the phone, and uh, producing a five-star show here with us. As we're going to be live until 8 o'clock tonight, so the next hour and 45 minutes, you're hanging out with us. You want to call in, join us, come on in. We'd love to hear from you. The number to call in to the Math Burger Top Line, 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is 323-784-9681. And without further ado, we bring him in right now. That, of course, all the way in uh, Louisiana. He's still hanging tight and enjoying the big victory, but we got business to cover with Matt Sims, who joins us now on the hotlines. Matt, welcome back in, brother. Hey, uh, good to be back on with you. How are you guys doing out there? We're good, man. It feels like summertime here. I hear the colder weather's on the way, and I said this in the intro with it. South Carolina's got a lot of highs and lows, but the one thing it does is it has three seasons within three hours. We have the uh, early fall slash maybe some winter in the morning. By noon, you're checking into the spring, and by the afternoon around 2 o'clock, it's got that summertime heat, man. It's it's interesting, but uh, the cooler weather is on the way. But uh, talking about some cooler things, man, I tell you, all that excitement of winning a national title has, has been quite the buzz around, I would imagine, uh, the entire state of Louisiana. But here comes Odell Beckham doing what he does best and getting the attention away from what matters and to now what is him. Now we're hearing the money situation is a little bit deeper from some reports uh, coming out of the area over there where you are, with it now being official. I guess it is money that's handed out. And, of course, the charge that's an officer. And I think that's important to say. Uh, it was actually a security guard who was in the locker room. So let's start first with this Odell Beckham assault charge uh, that was, uh, I guess, served him today, where he, I guess, patted one of the officers on the butt and didn't say good game. So that automatically makes it wrong by all means. But uh, your your take on this, and, and what do you know officially what's coming out of the news and notes out of, of course, uh, your area? Well, I mean, you know, this is uh... – Feels very typical Odell Beckham type behavior to, um, you know, uh, get involved in the celebration and have to be um, uh, have to be in the middle of it and have attention on him. You know, the hundred dollar handshake that they're referring to him now at the uh, right after the game. Um, I mean, that's you know, I, I was wrong when I initially heard and said that the reports were that it was fake money. I mean, LSU did say that initially, but, you know, then they began finding actual real money on the floor of the Superdome afterward, which, you know, then you don't know, did he just drop it or did the players drop it or what? But in any case, I mean, it, it seems like something Odell Beckham would do just because he really does. I mean, he is as pro LSU as you can get, which – if you're an LSU fan, you you know you love having that. You love seeing that support. But he just just like he does with everything, he takes it overboard. There's no rational behavior there. There's no there's no check valve that cuts it off at any point. He just has to go bananas and um you know and so I don't the hundred dollar handshake that he's given out. I, I really think they're going to become a non-story. Um, everybody that I've heard that he got one from is a player who's leaving the team either because they were graduating or they declared early anyway. So it's not somebody who's still a student athlete there. There's only one player I know of that was involved in that who's a junior who's coming back. Um, and I, to me, it would seem like a pretty simple way of verifying this. You talk to the player who um, – was on the video of getting it, asked him, did you did you actually receive money? Yes. How much did you get? Um, okay, you need to return it. And and then it's done. Um, I mean, there's uh, that the takes care of it from right there. So, you know, it's a, it's a ridiculous story that even is around, but, you know, uh, it's just that, that, that really does personify Odell Beckham Jr., it seems, in so many ways. And then and then, as if the story just wasn't insane enough and absurd enough, we had to take it really off the deep end today with that discussion uh, or with the um, announcement that, you know, an arrest warrant's been issued for him by the NOPD for simple battery on an officer. And and so to clarify it, you know, the the person that, that he um, slapped on the rear end um, they're not a member of the NOPD, but they are a Superdome uh, police officer, 
and these are people who are commissioned by the Louisiana State Police Commission and have the authority, like they have arrest authority, so they can't arrest you. Um, so it, it is, uh, he is above a security guard. It's just that his actual, I guess you would say, um, jurisdiction solely resides within the Superdome. And so, you know, I mean, there's so many questions here. Why, you know, why do you feel the need to walk around there and, and, um, you know, have to police people lighting up a cigar for Christ's sake? I mean, it wasn't like they were building bonfire. But then here comes Adele Beckham Jr. too, Mr. You know, Mr. No Discipline, and and slaps him on the rear. And you know, the part of the story that really just gets me is that when they announced that the arrest warrant was being issued, they said they were doing it because the cop said it was an unwarranted slap when he got it, and he had to resist the urge to turn around and punch him. And all I can do is just think about what if he didn't resist that urge and he turned around and punched him, and how even more insane this story could possibly get. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I hope that he just turns himself in and this thing can be over with. But because it's Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, who knows? I could, I could totally envision him just staying on the run and decide, well, no, he's not going to go, and, and then just becomes something even, um, you know, even more ridiculous from there. But it, it, it all has – it hasn't overshadowed it or cast a shadow on it. It's just been a sideshow to it that, um, you know, that uh, has just, just made something that everybody around here just kind of shakes their head at and, and laughs at. But by no means has it – uh, lessen the celebration whatsoever. I don't want you to think that's been the case. It's, it's, it hasn't had a dent in it. Live right now with Matt Sims. Of course, he is LSU and press sports writer for CrescentCitySports.com press football report. He's reporting along there in the where everything has happened, not only a national championship, but the Obeck, uh epidemic now is in full strength here. Uh, and I think that's a huge point. These guys do have enough authority to basically do, I guess, everything outside of the metro, outside of that stadium as they do inside. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, they... Um... They're they're essentially they're essentially uh, a separate police force that just patrols the Superdome and and um, the Smoothie King area, part of the Louisiana State Louisiana Stadium and Exposition District. So um, he's got full authority to do whatever there. Now, of course, live right now, of course, with our buddy Matt Sims checking in with him, getting everything kind of figured out. You you, you talked a little bit about that. Now, let's talk a little, a little bit more now about the football team. Now, of course, winning breeds opportunity for a lot of coaches. Uh, when you start winning championships, you start to see, uh, you know, other individuals coming after your staff. And now, of course, uh, you're seeing that Coach O is seeing not only one coach is gone, he's heading over to Charlotte to be with the uh, Panthers now, your defensive coordinator, rumored to possibly a done deal heading to Baylor. Give us an update on that. No, it is a done deal. He's going to Baylor. He's going to be the Baylor head coach. The team is um, on the plane right now flying to Washington, D.C. because they're going to the White House tomorrow, and uh, Dave Randall's not on the plane because um, he's, he's headed to Waco, so they'll probably be having a press conference tomorrow in Waco to ask him as the head coach. And, Surprising all everybody knew that he was eventually going to be a head coach. He had said that along with his aspiration was to um, eventually be a head coach. And you know, LSU made the move uh, two years ago when Jimbo was hired at A and M. That um, he, he was going to hire, you know, he made a massive offer to Dave Aranda to be the come be the defensive coordinator there. It was a significant amount of money. I believe what he was getting at LSU. And, LSU and made him the highest paid assistant coach in college football with two and a half million dollars and basically carried it down to the point where Dave Miranda was never going to leave LSU to be anything other than a head coach or a coach in the pro ranks and I don't believe he has pro aspirations at the moment. Um, so you knew it was coming and when LSU puts clauses in all of their assistant coaches contracts that there's buyout clauses in there unless they leave 
uh, a buyout clause if they go to another school unless they leave to be a head coach, and then LSU will waive it or if they leave to go to the program. So um, there's no buyout clause that will be involved in there. And that's what happens when you win. You know, when you're successful, people look at you and your staff and they say, well, I want that guy and want him to build my team. And, and uh, so I don't think anybody's got any problems with being Miranda. Um, taking that job is something that's unexpected. And, you know, if you're ever see that, you'd freeze up two and a half million dollars there that you could pay him to uh, go in and uh, try to find you another top defensive coordinator. And, I don't expect to pay him two and a half million dollars, but you can certainly come in and pay him a million dollars, maybe a million and a quarter or something like that. And um, you know, I don't really know where where they'll look to look for that. Everyone has a a major affinity for former University of Southern California guys. I mean, you've got Johnny Robinson on staff, James Clegg on staff, John Robinson, the former coach, is a you know, special assistant to the head coach for the LSU. So they might look at Chancey at uh, Pendergrass or, um, you know, uh, it might look at somebody with their USC connection there. So I'm sure he's got a list of people that he's had penciled in from when the state came in, and I'm sure he's already reaching out to them now. Even, even before the plane before the plane took off, probably reaching out to them on the ride to the airport. So it'll be curious to see, but. Um, it's, it's the kind of things to be expected. You're going to lose coaches when you uh, when you do well, and that's what that's what's happening. No doubt about it. Live right now with Matt Sims, LSU and Prep Sports Writer for CrescentCitySports.com. He also works over there with Ken Trahan's original Prep Football over there on 106.1 FM uh, for Nash, and of course that is uh, right there in the uh, the big state, great state of Louisiana, where he covers a little bit of everything. Uh, man, I do, again, want to thank you for jumping in here with us this evening, talking to us about Odell Beckham Jr., what's going on with the coaching changes. And the final question, uh, Matt, let me ask you this. How much of a, a of a struggle is it going to be next year? It's hard enough to replace your starting quarterback. He, by the way, has a Cinderella season of his own and con- continues to do great things uh, the entire year. But he has a lot of guys around him as well that are able to really kind of take this team to that level of national championship. But now you're seeing your coaching staff being poached away from other teams around, not only in college, but also in the NFL. How much is uh, this going to affect next year? And if you had to say, I guess, uh, looking in your crystal ball, what kind of season would they have early in a prediction coming out of you right now? Well, I mean, offensively is where they're going to struggle the most because how do you replace Bill Burrow? I mean, how do you replace the greatest quarterback in your team history? Um, that's that. The answer to that is they're just they're simply not going to. So they got to find a way to find the next best guy. And the question is going to be: Is is it going to be Burrow, who's uh, behind him on the death chart, who is patiently awaited uh, ever since he signed with LSU three years ago? He'll be a redshirt junior next year. He's put on a lot of weight. You know, he, uh, he's a kid who broke Forbes' passing record in the state of Mississippi when he was in high school at State Stanislaw High School in Bay St. Louis. So there are a lot of questions about whether or not he's going to be the heir apparent to the throne. But LSU obviously had success getting a transfer quarterback with Joe Burrow. And, and you know, there's some interesting guys in the portal right now. The Eric King from Houston has got a lot of chatter there, a lot of people – thinking that he would be a good fit for the system because he's a dual threat and can throw the ball well. And also the, kid, the Costello kid from Stanford who's transferring he is obviously a very intelligent and cerebral type of guy. And, um, you know, Joe Burrow is that same as well. So uh, I got to imagine there's going to be some quarterbacks in the portal that take a visit and look at LSU. Um, so that'll be the big question for one right there. And, and depending upon how well you fill that slot, that quarterback will dictate how the offense goes. But um, there's going to be a lot of new faces on the on the offense. I mean, LSU center, when Christian Berry declared, Justin Jefferson has declared at wide receiver. Um, Clyde Edwards-Elair has declared for the draft at running back. So you got, you know, that's three big pieces right there, the that are underclassmen who have declared. You're already losing Joe Burrow, of course. Um, 
You know, the, the deadline to declare is Monday, so they're still waiting to see if Thaddeus Moss declares or if he decides to stay. Now, if you can get him to stay, that gives you a really big piece of tight end that you can combine with Amit Gilbert, who is the highest-rated tight end ever in the nation, who signed with LSU out of Virginia. Um, you know, that would be a, a pretty good tight end duo right there that you'd have to use as targets. Um, and then defensively, they're still going to be good. I mean, they they lose Christian Fulton, uh, but they've got Elias Ricks coming in, kid from California who went to IMG. Um, and their defensive line, Rashard Lawrence graduates, but the other three guys appear to be staying. And uh, Kalevon Chason, their big, fast outside linebacker slash defensive end, um, a lot of people think he could be a first-round draft grade. And apparently the – uh, word on the street is that he's, he seems to be really leaning towards state. So uh, they're still going to be fast and athletic on defense. Um, and uh, the big question is just the offense. How how do they replace those, those pieces that they leave there? So I don't believe they're going to light up the world and have another quarterback come in and throw for 60 touchdowns and five off and 600 yards. But I still expect the spread offense. I expect the quarterback probably throwing in excess of 4,000 yards and, you know, probably trying to pass for, you know, 40 touchdowns in the season because they're, they're not going to change their offensive mindset. They'll just change the personnel running it. Well, right now, Matt Sims joining us all the way from Louisiana, talking to us about everything going around uh, the national championship of LSU. Now, I will say this. He jumped in the portal earlier today, and that is Clemson's backup quarterback, Chase Bryce. He's about six foot two, 230 pounds out of Grayson, Georgia. Said he is going to now uh, look elsewhere. So he realizes that his chances of starting not very good when Trevor Lawrence is coming back. He's already got some numbers behind him in the 2019 campaign with 581 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception there. Uh, Matt, as always, uh, greatly appreciate you, all that you continue to do. And uh, I know you're going to help us with a little bit of baseball here in the college, and it's going to come up. LSU, you guys are always very hot and heavy there. College basketball is picking up. So uh, we'll give you a break for the rest of the week, man. Go and sit by the pool and enjoy this victory, and we'll catch up next week. All right. Take, uh, take care, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy the parade Saturday on campus. And uh, I'm sure there'll be one for the ages as well. And maybe they can get Odell back in the paper. He's handed out money so much right now. <laughs> maybe so buddy hey man thanks again for all you do for me here at southern sports central and uh representing us there in the great state of louisiana my friend okay, take care good talking to you always a pleasure there you go ladies and gentlemen you don't get any better than that young man right there if you want to know what's going on in baton rouge louisiana all the way to uh well the great lakes of uh new orleans you can follow him you can find him over there on twitter at matt sims that's m-a-t-t-s-i-m-s 79. Of course, uh, he gets you up to date. And uh, he'll be at that parade on Saturday. I would imagine uh, he'll continue to enjoy this victory because, again, it was a storybook ending for LSU. It started with uh, all the hype and all the holler of what Joe Burrow can do. And he delivered every bit of the way, all the way to winning multiple awards plus that national championship. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We'll get into some of the more conversations. I'll bring Will Porter back in here with me and We'll kind of wrap this thing up and do a little more conversation on uh, some of the other headlines that are happening around the world of sports. You want to call in, join us, come on in, 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is 323-784-9681. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio. Coming back. I'm in 
Richie, I'm here live on Southern Sports Central. This segment brought to you by friends of the Fan Zone. You can find them over there in North Charleston, South Carolina, at the, the International Boulevard, Suite 106 and 107, with a uh, huge arrangement of anything and everything you could imagine, from the nostalgic stuff, all of the new stuff. You got to check them out over there. Of course, if you can't come into town and check them out, go to the website and be found at www.thefanzoneshop.com. Of course, if you go in, you want to make sure you ask for Luke. Tell Luke that Richie and the boys over here at Southern Sports Central sent you in there and uh, see what happens. I can promise you there's nothing that you need that you can't find over there with that group of guys and girls. They can hook you up. I love going there, man. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty spectacular. It's very fantastic stuff. And uh, any and all the memorabilia you try to find, uh, they definitely have it in there. You know, uh, anything NBA, MLB, NFL, NCAA memorabilia, you want it, they should have it. If not, then uh, – you try your luck again, finding things, but I, I guarantee you'll walk out of there with something to enjoy. Let's talk a little bit of college basketball here. Uh, we've got about 21 minutes of the top of the hour. Of course, if you want to chime in out on the Matt's Burgers hotlines at 323-784-9681, uh, that is the number to call in. Again, the number is 323-784-9681. This year seems to be the year of upsets, and it's early to say that, but it is conference play, but you're already seeing it. You saw Florida get knocked down by Missouri. You saw North Carolina and Duke get beat by Clemson. You saw just last night the likes of Kentucky losing to South Carolina. Not done yet. You got Auburn, number four team in the country, losing big time to Alabama. That's a You know, they used to have a pretty good program, but they know how to sort of great team. They come in and win. But like I said, I the biggest one that caught a lot of people off guard when an unranked South Carolina comes in and hosts Kentucky. Now, I remember them beating Kentucky years ago, but beating Kentucky last night had to be 
quite a feeling when they beat her for three to, to win that one, uh, with no seconds left on the clock. There was a lot of fans there, of course, in the arena, and, and it gave it every bit of, man, how sweet it is. And again, you wonder, and everybody scrutinizes, and they go after Frank Martin of how he coaches, but you know what? I don't ever hear players. It isn't. You don't hear say how he coaches. You know, recruiting them. So, uh, well, well, let's talk a little bit about this Kentucky game, and we'll kind of get into some of this last night. Now, again, freshman Jermaine Argasard hit a three-pointer. As the buzzer sounded in South Carolina, rallies from a 14-point deficit in the second half to start in Kentucky, 81-78 on Wednesday night. Your team, where Clemson beat the big blue teams out of the state of North Carolina. Now South Carolina goes to Kentucky and beat that blue blood team. No, Kentucky came to them. Well, yeah, Kentucky came to them, right? Which is even so better. It's even better. Yeah, it is yeah. a little bit better, right? Your, your thoughts on the game last night and, and, and seeing South Carolina, who's a team who is, by the way, they're 9-7. and seven. They just knocked down Kentucky to 12-4. and four. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like you said, it's uh, kind of the, the time of uh, upsets, if you will, for, for uh, college basketball in the sense. And there's no real cut winner. I mentioned it before that there have been you know, six or seven teams that were um, either ranked number one or, or up in the top five. That Alabama, they 
undefeated Auburn
All right, well, we're back here, uh, Southern Sports Central, dealing with some technical difficulties here. Uh, we do apologize, uh, but I guess kind of getting to it. We're going to head to a break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll get all this thing kind of figured out here as you're listening to Southern Sports Central Live. Back everybody, I'm Rich Elman here live on Southern Sports Central. Due to the fact that we're having some technical difficulties here with uh, some of the connection here, we're going to cut the short uh, side of the stick here and uh, go one hour today. Uh, we do apologize. We'll be back up and running here on uh, Saturday morning. Will, of course, we'll bring you the fifth quarter show, and uh, he'll, of course, uh, get some of the other things with uh, MLB will be one of the topics that he'll cover. Uh, college basketball will be a conversation, and who knows, Odell Beckham Jr. might do something else between now and Friday and uh, Saturday, and he'll get you in. Uh, up to date with that. I want to thank Matt Sims who joined us here in uh, hour one here at around six fifteen this morning, this afternoon, and uh, kind of get everything ready to rock and roll. It was a, uh, a good interview with him because he got us uh, really kind of on the on straight and narrow when it came down to what happened. Of course, now the I guess the the storyline is that the money he was handing out was real money. And uh, they were told to hand back that money to him. Of course, uh, the guys that maybe kept it are the guys that are leaving anyways. Uh, and I don't know if they're by them keeping it, even though they're leaving, they're still on the roster. So there easily could be uh, some uh, sanctions coming in from the LSU side of things as well. Now, I don't know. But what I do know is that uh, there is, uh, I get a little, little bit more proof in the pudding that there was some real cash. It wasn't Monopoly money handed out at the national championship game. Then insult to injury, he goes in the locker room, and uh, because there is a uh, – an officer in the locker room checking, uh, I would imagine, it looked like he was checking bottles for alcohol or, or, or doing something there because these are minors, a lot of these guys under the age of 21. And, of course, uh, uh, going through that whole process, uh, one of the officers bends down, picks up a jug, and here he goes. Odell Beckham Jr. gives the guy a little slap on the butt, and, uh, well, that's a no-go. So here comes another situation because now there's an assault charge along with and a warrant for his arrest from an officer inside uh, this facility and find out here now this isn't like a mall cop. Nope, this is an actual cop who actually is assigned to his job is to maintain jurisdiction inside the stadium. 
So he has the ability to arrest. He has the ability to write tickets. He has the ability uh, to do basically anything and everything that they do outside the stadium. He can do inside the stadium. So uh, good stuff there. A lot of uh, facts and figures kind of put out here today on the show as, uh, of course, uh, the Gamecocks uh, taking down uh, one of the Blue Bloods there, Kentucky. Clemson knocked out two of the Blue Bloods. Of course, that was a North Carolina win on Friday. Turned that around on Monday, if not Tuesday. It was a Tuesday, I believe, uh, when they knocked out Duke. And then the Gamecocks on uh, on my birthday decided to give me a victory with being in Kentucky with a buzzer beater. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, a lot of good stuff happening here. Of course, the playoffs are going to be coming up this weekend. We'll get into that on uh, Saturday morning as Tennessee, the Titans, uh, see if they can get uh, the Kansas City Chiefs to remember them this time. And it's led by Ryan Tannehill, who, again, uh, was all but lost there in the uh, in the days with the Miami Dolphins, but gets an opportunity, makes the best out of it. And I think he's a free agent, by the way, at the end of this year. So he's basically rewriting his checkbook up a little bit higher than it was before. Uh, of course, uh, the Green Bay Packers will be uh, traveling to San Francisco to play the 49ers. That one could be a good game, uh, I would imagine, because of what we've seen out of San Francisco. And you see uh, some of the chirping going back and forth during this week. But it all doesn't matter once these two teams get on the field. And, of course, uh, Green Bay was not victorious last time they played each other this year. So we'll see how that works out. And, uh, of course, we did not get a chance, Will, to get into the Penn State allegation of them the hazing uh, on a player who has now filed suit uh, to sue not only the university but also the head coach of Penn State, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. I know on Monday, because again, we will not have a show tomorrow. It's Friday night. We get it. You guys want to go out and do your thing uh, at 6 o'clock, so we'll check base uh, with me at least on Monday evenings, and of course, we'll be back here on uh, of course on Saturday, Will. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the thing the thing about all of these uh, topics of the conversation is, uh, um, you know, uh, starting with the allegations at Penn State right now is the, the fact that we don't really have a lot more information other than just the, the lawsuit uh, that has been filed and the, and the alleged uh, um, the, the alleged defendant is going to be, you know, James Franklin, Penn State, anybody who has had any connection or involvement uh, within this. And uh, and, and I think. I think that we can say uh, as a consensus that we personally feel we can't uh, be able to speak on that just yet because of all the details like this is all uh, that is coming out. And for, for somebody of, uh, uh, of our good friend up there in Charlotte, uh, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Walker up there, and uh, he is a former Penn State uh, football player. He's a Penn State alum. Uh, and, and I think that he still does have close ties to that program, some people that he still talks to within that, uh, within that organization and with the institution. So uh, that's something else to, uh, to look forward to uh, having that conversation. Hopefully next week we can get that lined up for uh, our friend Reginald Walker to get in here uh, with us. And also and something else to talk about, too, on Saturday, uh, I'm going to be diving into a little bit of the, the Major League Baseball conversations. Man, a lot that has happened over the past week in baseball and still a lot left to be done. Uh, and it all started really on Monday and, and it's been trickling down into today, just a bunch of news here and there that's coming out of this, uh, uh, the conversations and out of the woodworks. Plus we'll dive into uh, NFL. Uh, like you said, of course, you know, Tannehill, can he get it done against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs? Uh, Tannehill, he's not the only weapon. Remember Derek Henry is the one that has uh, had the most success in the past two games that those teams have, uh, uh, that the Titans have played in the AFC uh, with taking down the Ravens and before that uh, uh, taking down the uh, Patriots. And so they've been able to take down the uh, top-seeded teams in the AFC across the board. If they're going to be able to beat Kansas City, then uh, they undoubtedly deserve it. Uh, but other than that, man, just a great show uh, as well as the, the, uh, the Packers 49ers game as well. Going to be able to dive into a lot of those things, but it uh, should be a great show for Saturday, no doubt. No doubt about it, guys. Well, that'll do it for our one-hour show. Again, we do apologize. Uh, we're trying to get some things worked out with Blog Talk Radio that shuts us down a little early. No worries. We'll get this thing figured out. We'll get you up and running here on Saturday morning. Check in with Will Porter. He'll bring you the fifth quarter show brought to you by our buddies here right here on Southern Sports Central at 8 o'clock. He's going to go live 8 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m., two solid hours. Of course, he'll have a few guests, I'm sure, dragging along with him. And uh, you can always... Wake up and get your Saturday going on the right foot. For, of course, Will Porter, I'm Rich Yallman. This has been Southern Sports Central saying so long, farewell, God bless. Enjoy the day off tomorrow, and we'll be back at you live Saturday morning right here on Southern Sports Central for the fifth quarter, brought to you by our friend Will Porter, guys. God bless.